Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Harold Bray. Where does he stand in the lineage of Montana State basketball? Happy to be with you on this Friday evening. Hope you are well. Bracing for well, winter weather, I guess. Okay, very good. Uh, thanks for being with us on a Friday evening. Welcome to your weekend, boys and girls. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? How are you going to fill this weekend, huh? We'll figure it out one way or another. Uh, boy, if you would like to listen live, you can go online, 1029ESPN.com. Check out the stream there. It's available all the t- time thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. You can also check out the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. Miss anything in the first hour, listen on the podcast. It's available all the time wherever you get your podcast. Thanks to Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Coulter, we, uh, we got to talk about Harold Frey now. We talked to Said Frigid, uh, about Said Frigid in the first segment. Harold Frey's legacy, he comes to a close, 16-15 and 15 on the year, 10-10 10 and 10 overall, but they get a bye in the fifth seed uh, in, the, uh, in the tournament and had an opportunity to go maybe make a run, play Portland State and see what happened from there. That, of course, doesn't happen. But also, I want to bring in your brother Brooks. Brooks, you live in Bozeman, man. You've watched Harold Frey play more times than probably just about anybody, uh, and when we when we talk about Harold Frey, to me, it's a couple things stand out. First of all, there's no way this child who looks like he just stepped out of a Simpsons episode is a four year starter at Division One basketball from Norway. But absolutely, he he is. And the more you watch him, the more impressive he becomes, right? But what 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 is it about Harold Frey where you sit here and you go, I I, I can't believe how good a just basketball player is. I mean, he's he's a savant. Like he's a, his mind for basketball is 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 unimpeachable. It really is, and he is quite an unassuming character. Uh, he 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 came here looking so young and, and relatively slight of frame. I think one thing that people probably don't really realize 
especially with the size of the court, uh, the rules in college basketball, and the size of the players, is that Harold Frey is a pretty big guy. He is. Uh, He's stronger than you think. I stand, stand at 6'2", 200 pounds, and Harold Frey looks me dead in the eyes. While he might be a little bit slighter, uh, he's strong in the lower body as well as he's developed physically overall. But as you mentioned, a, a true savant, uh, a guy that, you know, his record, his team record, and, and where he took this team in the last four years, especially with Tyler Hall, is probably not where uh, a lot of Montana State fans wish, a lot of fans of basketball in the state of Montana hoped for. Uh, but this team, whether we want to say it aloud or not, did not have a lot of talent the last four years, and they would have been in a really hurting place without Harold Frey. Uh, to get to a 500 record, again, not necessarily what they wanted, but it would have been a whole lot different without him. Uh, a guy that finishes his career as one of the best players at, in school history, probably one of the best three or four players in school history, as well as one of probably the best uh, 15 or 20 scorers in conference his, history. Uh, a true delight to watch, a guy with tremendous pace. Uh, as you mentioned, Harold Frey is a savant of basketball, and we are all better for half seen him. One point that worth making, too, is that the way the game has evolved with three-point shooting, the lengthening of the three-point line at the college level, yeah. plus Harold Frey's international influences, he's, he's realistically probably about 6'2", 185 pounds, maybe, maybe you know, high 180s, but that is not that small now right? for Division One I basketball. I mean, there's a lot of guys, even in the high majors, that are not very girthy because you can get by with not having as much mass yeah. just because with the hand-shaking rules, how spread the floor is. Make no mistake, Harold Frey gets hammered a lot when he gets into the lane. Yes, He's he one of the best players in the league at drawing fouls. But you know, I think that Harold Frey's legacy at Montana State is it's largely different than the debate we had in the first segment about Saeed Pritchett for a lot of different reasons. I think, first and foremost, you got to understand that when Harold Frey came stateside, there was only three Norwegians playing Division One basketball, period. It's not a basketball country. He said he picked Montana State because of the fervor for basketball. And you wouldn't even think of Montana State as a crazy fan base compared to Montana or Weaver State, even in the big sky. But he's helped improve that quite a bit. Yeah. Just because of his talent and people wanting to come watch him. I think his basketball background is very unique. The fact that he does come from, I mean, both his players, both his parents played for the national team. His dad is widely considered one of the great Norwegian basketball players of all time. His dad then has been a physical therapist slash trainer for the Norwegian Olympic team. So he's been around some of the best. He also started playing pro ball when he was in high school. So he's played around and with and against grown men for a long time. And so I think his basketball IQ is probably the highest of any player I've ever covered. Yeah. His court vision, the way that he's able to pick things up. We talk about this with Steph Curry a lot with the Warriors. People don't think of Steph Curry as a great on-ball defender. And he's not because he's not very big. But he's probably the best on-ball, off-ball defender, excuse me, on the perimeter in the league. He led the NBA in deflections the last full season that he was healthy. That's very much like Harold Frey. He makes winning plays. He's pretty good on the ball. He's great off the ball, the way he makes up for other guys on his team. But the last thing that I think you have to, you have to acknowledge is with the way Montana State has exploded as a university and the fact that they have an international president. I mean, Wadier Cruzado is from Puerto Rico. She has added so much international flavor to the campus in general. They do a great job of bringing kids in from all over the world. They sell the premier nature of their engineering and architecture programs on a global level. It will continue to be a school because of just how nice it is in Bozeman, the quality of life in Bozeman, the improvements on campus. It will continue to be an international school. So for him to be, no question, the greatest international player, I mean, I would actually argue he's the greatest international player in the history of the Big State Conference let alone at Montana State. Yeah. 
And so that in itself, I think, in this day and age, has so much impact. Right. And I think that the thing, we've talked about this so much, but the thing that you cannot, and I wrote the senior in this in his senior profile, I think the, the most impressive part to me about Harold Frey is that he came here and he was so precocious and unassuming that people gravitated to him right away. People love an underdog. Like if your mom and my mom go to a game, who's the one that they're going to love the right. most? Yeah. The little, it will be the, Harold Frey. The kid who looks so young and childlike <laughs> right, and so right. small. So you just start to love him. Well, okay, so then all of a sudden the TV people start to love him. So they ask him for interviews. The kid sat up in front of TV cameras and did more interviews than any Bobcat athlete we've covered in the last four years, and he did it in his second language. And he, not only did he do it in his second language, he did it with class. He was always polite. He was always detailed. That in itself shows so much about his both his intelligence and his character. So in terms of the person he is, yeah. that's what makes him so unforgettable, not to mention the fact that he scored 1,800 points and dished out 500 assists, only the second player in the history of the Big Sky to do that. So the international flavor, the on-court individual accomplishments, but the personality that he displayed and was a spokesman for the university as a whole for four years, I think that's what makes his legacy so impactful at Montana State. Yeah, you know, it, it, you, you just kind of threw the number out there, but I mean, he scored like 150 more points, something like that, than Saeed Pridgett. I mean, it's remarkable. I mean, he's 10th in Big Sky Conference history yeah. in points, and that was with never being the the number one number one scorer on his team until, until this right, year, right. but this actually wasn't even his best scoring season because he had to take so much extra attention. And not even being the number one scorer on his team, he has played in 125 plus games. And I guarantee you that in my memory, he was not looking to shoot first in more than two or three of them ever. Yeah. Right, he still amassed 1,890 points, which is third in program history, 514 assists. Assist, which is second in program history and seventh in Big Sky history, and 273-point uh, field goals, which is second in program history and eighth in Big Sky history. The three-point shooting mixed with the passing, the international flair of his game, it transcended. It helped the league grow in that way. You see a lot of more international players, especially with the Eastern Washington and Australia connection. But overall, Montana State has continued to, to cultivate an international connection, I mean, which helps the league thrive. Montana State has more international players than domestic players on their roster right now. I, I, Active I, players, it's about 50. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I mean, part of that's because Chris Haslam is from the United Kingdom, sure. and he's done such a great job of recruiting Europe for them. One point David just t- mentioned, Joel Ballenboy, he went to high school in Texas. I'm not really sure when he moved to America, but David just pointed out his bio says he was born in the Ukraine. Mm. He's the MVP of the league one year. I got it ported on NBA rosters for a little while. Yeah. So he's definitely a guy that has to be acknowledged as a great international player. Bay K. Joyce from Eastern Washington, who's an Australian, he also has to be in the mix, too. I mean, he's, he until Bogdan Blizniak overtook him, uh, he was the all-time leading scorer in Eastern Washington history. And then Bogdan Blizniak as well, I mean, he's got Lithuanian roots, but he had lived in America since he was in, I think, elementary school. He went yeah. to, for sure, middle school and high school in America. So there's guys that have maybe international roots and origins, but Harold Frey didn't move to America until he came here to play college basketball, so I think that's what makes him different than most guys other than the Australian connection that Eastern Washington had. And as we spoke about Harold Harold Frey on the microphone, I mean, we interview guys from around the world, but around this country, and Harold Frey has more proper English than any of the three of us. Than me. Yeah, (laughs) than me. (laughs) And him being an ambassador for Norway, let alone the Big Sky Conference, let alone basketball on a national scale, I was a big Joel uh, Blomboy fan, not the kind of athlete that Harold Frey was as far as being an on-the-court, off-the-court ambassador for the game of basketball. Stu Tell, Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Brooks Nuanas also joining us discussing the legacy of Harold Frey. And Coulter, when I think about 
the legacy of Harold Frey, there's a couple things, I guess, that, that sort of stand out to me. One is that he was a four-year starter. Three of those years was kind of the two-man show of he and Tyler Hall, and you could see how great he was, even though they didn't. Let's put it like this. Sometimes players don't attain the levels that you feel like they should on teams, and I think that nobody holds the fact that, that you know Montana State was never really a contender in the conference against Harold Frey. And I find that interesting because a guy who's as good as he is, you, you know, a lot of times in conversations like these, you would say, you know, he was so great, but his teams should have been better than that they than they were. But I don't think people hold it against him, nor do I think they should, because I think, frankly, a lot of that falls at the feet of Brian Fish in in some ways. And also, uh, he was as good a facilitator for a guy like Tyler Hall as you could possibly be. I mean, he did everything you could do, but the, when he then. I, he really cemented it to me this season when he became the primary guy in both directions for every scout from every school that ever played Montana State. And with a basically a brand-new roster. I mean, the overturn on the roster under first-year head coach Danny Sprinkle was, was uh, huge. And he comes in and is just the best player. Goes to, I mean, in that Utah State game where he dropped, I think, 33, 34 points, it just went absolutely bonkers. It was phenomenal. And you go, wow. This team is playing great basketball. They're playing so much above their broadly speaking talent level. And you go, you know why? It's because of one guy, Harold Frey. And I also include Danny Sprinkle in there as well. The other thing that stands out to me is we talked to Danny Sprinkle quite a bit during the course of this season. Mm -hmm. And when he said, when I watch Harold Frey play, I'm not watching a point guard do this or that. I'm not watching a guy who's a great, you know, anticipatory defender. I'm not watching a guy who's a great pat. He's all of those things. He goes, what I'm watching is I'm watching a guy who is covering up a whole bunch of his teammates' mistakes. Exactly. He's that good. He's that smart. He knows where things are. That There's a bunch of stuff that didn't happen that should have gone wrong for Montana State because Harold Frey made sure that it didn't. He was there and, and doing things that flew so far be, uh, underneath the radar that no one other than the coach would be able to recognize them. And I thought that was such a telling statement from Coach Sprinkle about him and, and one of the high compliments I've heard from a coach about a player. You know, Coulter, the online world is complex, and it's even the more complex when you have a business that's online. And let's be honest, every business is online in this day and age. How nice would it be if you had a company that could help you make your business demands simpler and the approach easier to understand while also making it secure? One of the great books ever written, Eric Hoffer, The True Believer. One of the theses in this book is man of ideas and men of action. Sometimes the men of ideas need men of action. We need help. We need help with all of the logistics of technology. Boy, do we. I got nothing but ideas, and I got no clue how to do any of this other stuff. So that's why you call our friends at Blackfoot. Blackfoot Communications are your men and women of action. When your business online needs help, needs security, and needs to, frankly, just stay functioning, at Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. Ensure that your company is online all the time. Get the people of action from Blackfoot Communications. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com business. Ray, Ray at Weber State said that uh, if it really came down to who's the most important player for their team, that Harold Frey is the MVP of the league. Yes, I agree with that statement. Full force. I know that Harry didn't have the shooting splits that he has had in past years. I mean, he shot over 40% from three 
uh, most of his career, and he was he wasn't close to that this year. He was more in the mid to low 30s. Yeah, but there's explanation for why. Well, no doubt. I mean, he was receiving so much extra attention, and that's why I think it just goes so much farther beyond the stats. The guy played hurt all year. I know yeah. he had a, a ailing shoulder as well as in the ankle injury late. The fact that they ran so much high ball screen stuff that it allowed him to get in the lane. Basically, their strategy in games when they were playing teams that they were overmatched against was have Frey get in the lane and just get hammered as many times as possible. Draw 10-plus fouls a game. Right. He did it against the Grizzlies. He did it against Eastern Washington. He did it against Northern Colorado. I mean, that was their strategy, is just try to extend the game as long as possible by having Harold Frey be the guy that takes the brunt of the blows. And that's a tough spot to be in when you are a guy that's not that big. But, I mean, I thought Coach Sprinkle and him hit it off in a very special way. And it'll be so interesting to see where the program goes from here. I mean, Danny told us last week, he said, I am just terrified for life without Harold Frey. Harold Frey, right. But Coach Sprinkle, I thought his quote that I used in this story was so great, too. He said, he's a once-in-a-lifetime player, and I'm only in my first year as a head coach, and I don't ever expect to coach anybody like him again. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a true testament to the kid, just in terms of the, the way that he is able to. He's such a gracious kid. Yeah. It's not just that he sat up in front of a microphone in front of cameras and talked in a second language more times than anybody else in, in the, at his entire school the last four years. It's that he did it after they after losses right. so often. Right. And he was never rude. He was never despondent. Sometimes he was certainly sad. He was sad after their, their last game against yep. the Grizz. Yep. But he still would never snub you. He would always give you a thoughtful answer. I think that's just a testament to his spirit. Yeah. Harold Frey. When you watch basketball, it makes you want to believe in it. It makes you want to, to play. It makes kids want to play. My little boy, who's three and a half years old, he sees guys on TV that I don't necessarily ask him to like. I don't say, hey, check out number 34. He loves Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right. Loves him. There's guys that he loves. He picked out Jimmy Butler the other day, and that was going to be a guy that he liked. I never mentioned Jimmy Butler a day in my life. Right. He said, Dad, what do you think of Jimmy Butler? Right. He happens to really enjoy watching Harold Spray. I think the game comes to him so easily, so naturally, as well as you can tell he puts in the work, that it inspires people. Yeah. When we talk about him being on the mic, I'm also looking at uh, Montana State's stat book, uh, uh, history book right now. Uh, 2017, 2018, and 2019, academic all-big sky. 2020, as a senior uh, academic all-big sky, as well as the senior class award, a top 30 candidate in the nation. Um, it just speaks to the continuation of someone who came here on a mission and improved his school, his community, his basketball program, most definitely. I'm a guy that likes results. I'm a guy that likes winning. Your personality can play into it, but at the end of the day, I like to watch you on the court and I like to see the results. Yeah. Held Frey is the kind of guy that transcends that in the sense that the program is better for having him. They're in a much better spot. Danny Sprinkle is in a much better spot as a first-year head coach having him. No doubt. And as you mentioned, I don't think that you could reiterate it anymore that Tyler Hall, at the top of the Big Sky's all-time scoring list, is in a much better spot because of Harold Frey. The one thing you also have to acknowledge, too, is all the work Harold Frey's done on the international level. He played in the FIBA World Games, U-20 Games, two years in a row. That's impactful not only because he's played on an international level, which in itself is impressive, but also he basically helped revive the Norwegian national team. They had not participated in international competition in several years before the first time he played in the FIBA World Games, which I, which I believe was either... The summer before he came to Montana State or the summer after he his first year at Montana State. But he's yeah. played internationally several times, but that's new for Norway. Who knows if they, they can get Norwegian basketball to the point where they could actually qualify for the Olympics. But right. if they could, there is a chance that someday we could see Harold Frey in the Olympics 
and he would be a key to getting his country back into the Olympics in a sport that they don't invest any exactly any real real resources in getting to. So that would be uh, that in itself would be amazing. The Jamaican bobsled team of Norway, exactly basketball. And Harold Frey by no means is going to be an NBA player or an NBA G League player, uh, though his his talent is there. I think that his frame, some of his athletic abilities, don't necessarily uh, match that level. His career in Europe, no matter where he wants to go, I know that he speaks other languages as well. Not necessarily fluently, but I know he speaks French. I know he speaks a little bit of Spanish. His career, wherever he wants to take him in Europe, will be tremendous. And Norway, for note, has had one player play in the NBA, a gentleman that I will not repeat his name because it is hard for me to pronounce, <laughs> who is 6'9", who in the late 1990s played 10 minutes for the Los Angeles yeah, Clippers. Yeah, he's on a 10-day contract. Nice. One, okay. one shot. That's, that's pretty good. Okay, so here's the question now to wrap up our conversation about Harold Frey. We've talked, we, we've, I think, uh, sort of given the view of the career and what he is, what it is, but for a program that doesn't have nearly as many iconic players that have come through it as the University of Montana no. does, where is he within the scope of Montana State, that historically speaking? That's such, it's so hard because Montana State's only been to the NCAA tournament twice. Right. The first time they went, back in 1986, you don't want to say it was an anomaly, but it was lightning in a bottle, no doubt. I mean, that team won 11 games. Right. But it was the first year that the NCAA... They get a 12 seed? The first, that's, this is funny. They didn't get a 16 seed. I believe they got a 14 or a 15, and they played St. John's. But they did not get a 16, <laughs> even though they had, to, they had to win three games in a row to even be flirting with 500 yeah. to get into the tournament. But, again, it's not you can't say anomaly, but it was such a unique situation. They... That was the first year that the NCAA was experimenting with the three-point line in the Big Sky Conference and the Big Sky Conference alone. That Bobcat team then snuck into the Big Sky tournament and then got red hot. No one was shooting threes at the time. Larry Kristoviak was dominating the league. Yeah. But Tony Hampton and Kral Furch, these guys combined to hit like 13 or 14 threes in the Big Sky Championship game. And, I mean, Larry Kristoviak, when we asked him during the Grizz Grace, he – he almost hung up on us. Yeah. I mean, he, he was so great until we said, tell us some of your memories about the Bobcats. Then I think I'm losing you guys. Yeah. I don't know if we want to go down that road. But I mean, that was probably the crushing loss of Larry Kristoviak's basketball career yeah. was losing to the Bobcats in the championship game and not getting to go to the NCAA tournament as a player. It's impossible to forget Kral Furch just because he was like that first three-point specialist who also was a great leaper, former high jump champion out of Livingston. He's a local kid. His dad, Tom was a great coach and player back in the day. So him and his brother Shan, you know, the, the brother connection playing for the Cats, those guys are hard to forget because they're local guys. Sure, Tony Hampton was the MVP of that Big Sky tournament, so he's definitely a guy that ranks up there. You talk about that 1996 team, Nico Harrison was a great player for that team. Danny Sprinkle was on that team as well. He was yeah. a freshman. He's the tournament MVP as a freshman. Um, Scott Hatler, named Nate Holmstadt, that group of guys. Quadre Lawless. Quadre Lawless was the MVP that year of the Big Sky. I mean, he, he shot like 70% for his career, Quadre Lawless did, in two years after being a junior college transfer. So that whole group of guys has to be remembered. And they got Jason Erickson, who's the captain of the 2002 team, that was supposed to win the league, supposed to go to the tournament. They won the league, hosted the tournament, and they got upset by Don Holst Grizz. Mm. I mean, Jason Erickson has to be remembered for sure. And then obviously you got Tyler Hall. But it's funny because so many of the guys over the last 10-plus years in Bobcat basketball have been largely forgettable because even if they were individually talented, their statistics and their talent and their performance meant almost nothing because they were just stuck in this spin cycle of 500 records. 
So, I mean, I think Harold Frey has to be up there, even if he didn't experience the success that maybe people prognosticated when you talk about pinning him and Tyler Hall together. Right. You'd hope those guys could at least go to the semifinals of the Big Sky Tournament or right. play a championship or beat, beat the Grizz more than one time. They couldn't, but then everybody and everything around Harold Frey eroded when he's uh, uh, halfway across the world. Brian Fish is out. All his teammates are gone, and he stays, and he leads Montana State to their best record in 10 years. Granted, it's only a 16-15 record, but it's their first winning season in 10 years. That's worth something. And so I think that that plus his statistical accomplishments, only the second player in Big Sky history with 1,800 points and 500 assists, he's certainly on the Mount Rushmore of all-time Bobcats. And Jack Gillespie, a guy that been 67-69 from Great Falls, Montana, was a uh, three-time first-team All-Big Sky. And I believe went to the NBA for a He did go to the NBA for yeah. a while, as well as Doug Hashley, um, two guys that you've you got to mention in there, too. But I would say that I would agree with Coulter. Harold Frey no question in the top ten. And once you get into that with Montana State, the legacy of Montana State basketball is different, especially when we compare it across the hill to a place like the University of Montana. Harold uh, Frey is in that top ten. And where do you go with that? What did the wins mean for some of the guys that were on more successful teams? It's tough to, it's tough to say, but as Coulter mentioned, Mount Rushmore would be, I think, the exact right spot for a guy that finished as one of the only, well, only one of two players in the Sky Conference history with 1,800 points and 500 assists. Yeah, amazing. Truly amazing. I, I, I am, uh, we're, well, look, everybody across the country is disappointed for various reasons, but for, for us to not have the opportunity to see Saeed Pridget and Harold Frey play for a final time in these most meaningful sorts of environments is is a really sad, disappointing thing. It just is. And, uh, and you know, now now you get to start thinking about the memories and the legacy, which is cool to do. would have been fun to be watching those guys right now. <laughs> no doubt. And that's going to be one of the key storylines entering next year because there is just a small group of premier juniors. You wonder how much they're going to be motivated by this. Holland Woods at right. Portland State. Yep. Um, Jacob Davidson at Eastern Washington, Kim Aiken at Eastern Washington. Yep. How much are those guys motivated? I mean, they're the number one seed. They don't get a chance to prove it. Timmy Falls, even, at Montana. Um, but then the drop-off is a little bit stark in terms of who's going to be the faces of the league next year. But I do think that the guys that do return as seniors next year are going to have a completely unique motivation because their seasons didn't end on a win or loss unless right. it was in the regular season. Right. So they're going to have a whole bunch of stuff to prove. Last note I have on Harold Frey is that uh, the Steph Curry three-point range that we've all become so accustomed to now, oftentimes we get into gyms, we see young people, and it looks so irresponsible. It almost looks right. egregious, the range that they're shooting at. Harold Frey is on a very short list of guys that you feel so comfortable with when he puts it up from 26 feet. And when he launches from the cat head at 30 feet and that thing's buried, you felt it from the jump. From the, the second it left his fingertips, that was a pretty quality shot. That's something to say. In an, in an era where the three-point line continues to be extended and range continues to be tested, Hill Frey was a guy that had that complete within, within his game and a guy that pushed that forward, especially in a mid-major Division One conference. Two-tailed and one is 1029 ESPN Radio. Brooks, thanks, man. Appreciate the help. On I always love jumping on with Great. you guys. You're too fun. Oh, boy. Uh, take a quick break. Speaking of fun, David put together a bracket of movies for us. Golter and I are going to start putting these things through. See who comes out. Best sports movie ever. We'll do that right after this. Hey, right now, Kurtz Polaris, it's snow check season. What does that mean? You can go check out the new 2021 models. The 2021 models 
of Polaris snowmobiles. The new Chaos models have a new drive system, a quick drive 2, a new 2.75-inch Series 8 track, and a factory-installed low-elevation clutching option. Over 100,000, that's right, 100,000 combinations are available to customize your sled only during the snow check going on now through April 15th. So get into Kurtz Polaris, 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can be the first to get the 2021 sleds and get it set up exactly the way you want to right now at Kurtz Polaris. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Kansas-Seton Hall is the 116 matchup. Seton, it's amazing, Coulter, this season, how many mid-major and even low-major conference schools were in the top 25 nationally through huge portions of this year. I mean, you're talking about Gonzaga, okay, they're always there, but Creighton, San Diego State, Dayton, Seton Hall, Villanova, okay, like, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Where's North Carolina? Like, right 210th in the country or something like that is crazy. Sort of crazy. I mean, also, the, it's hard to say that schools like Creighton are a, a mid-major at this point. I mean, the Big East, a basketball-only school, basketball-only conference. I mean, not having football gives you a lot of advantages. Yeah. And sure. I, I think that I think we're so, finally starting to see a little bit of normalization to the game in terms of the one and done. John Calipari did such a I don't know if you want to say great, because I think a lot of people think it's something that's hurt the game, but he did such an impressive job of basically recruiting a group of guys to come to his school for one year and put their own individual accomplishments sort of on the back burner in in hopes of winning the national championship. That national championship team at Kentucky, led by Anthony Davis, probably the greatest example of one-and-done guys who went there and were okay with not scoring 20 points a game because they knew they'd get a bunch of national exposure and then also get drafted in the top 20 picks in the NBA draft. But I think we're seeing a lot more normalization because now even with schools like Duke and uh, schools that you never thought were going to go the one-and-done route, now they're doing it. But I think it becomes a precarious situation because getting a group of guys that are so highly talented to come in and then buy into each other that's so tough. And look at what's happened at Memphis, right? Penny Hardaway said, we're here. We're, we'll take the smoke from anybody. Bring it. And he got James Wiseman, the number one recruit in the country, and he got a whole bunch of top 50 guys. And they, they were so up and down because of just the chemistry. It's all fell apart, and then Wiseman takes off midseason, just says, I'm good. Exactly. So I think we've seen some evening out of that whole element because Kansas has sort of regressed. They have, in terms of what they want to do, Recruiting-wise, they have some upperclassmen guys. They have guys that aren't one-and-done type freshmen. I think that's why they're the number one team in the country. Gonzaga's kind of gone the other route, right? They're getting all these grad transfer guys. Right. 
And so it's definitely a, a delicate balance to try to get those guys to buy in, but you're going to get, you're working with a lot more mature kids. So I think that Mark Few's done a good job with that. But when you look at a lot of these teams, a lot of these teams are really good because of their veteran players. Like Cassius Winston at Michigan State, uh, Peyton Pridgett at Oregon. Florida State has a relatively veteran roster. Dayton has a relatively veteran roster. Yeah. Uh, San Diego State with probably the greatest grad transfer in the country in Malachi Flynn. And that's that's a great addition for them, too. So I do think we actually are starting to, starting to see a little bit of a normalization again where it, that's what's too bad about this NCAA tournament. I think it was really, really wide open. But I also think we had a chance for a bunch of guys who are senior guards right. to try to lead, or seniors, period, to try right. to lead teams to championships. Right. To me, it gets a little bit exhausting because I get if you're an exceptionally talented player that's good enough to be playing in the NBA and you go tear college basketball apart, that's fun to watch, especially as a guy who's an NBA fan who's always watching games first and foremost through the lens of can this guy play in the league. But you talk about earning it and deserving it. Like A guy like Cassius Winston or a guy like Peyton Pritchard, those guys deserve it a lot more than a guy that's just at Kentucky for three and a half months. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, in this bracket, Kansas the number one seed playing Seton Hall. I'll move Kansas through. Michigan State, Kentucky. Michigan State was the preseason number one team in the nation. And Kentucky, they do what they do. They kind of came on down the stretch. I don't know why, dude. I just like Izzo, man. I'm taking the Spartans to go through and face Kansas in round two. Michigan State, Kansas, Colter, who you got? Moving them through. Michigan, who you taking? Michigan State. Beating Kansas? Absolutely. Beating the Jayhawks? I would have I picked Michigan State to go to the Final Four in this tournament, regardless of how many teams are in the bracket. Okay. All right, so we got we got well, you put them in the final four here, uh, that is for sure. So uh Baylor, Maryland, Baylor the five seed, Maryland number twelve. Everybody really liked Baylor down down the stretch, and they were flirting with being a number one seed in the Big Twelve tournament. They were the number two seed and they you know, if it would would have went chalk, Baylor, Kansas for the Big Twelve championship and probably for the number one for a number one seed in the tournament as well. So Baylor a very good team. Probably take them over Maryland. Oregon, Florida State. Florida State's the number four team in the nation. Oregon, 13. What do you got with the Seminoles and the Ducks? Now, in this specific bracket, that would be one of the games of the tournament. Absolutely. You have a, an Oregon team out of a conference that probably impacts their seeding because the conference itself isn't that great. But I do think that Oregon had a really good year, especially going undefeated at home. But Florida State has tremendous athletes, and I, it, for my money, I think that Leonard Hamilton, I don't know if he's the best coach in college basketball, but he's my favorite coach in college basketball. Yeah. I love the way he does it, because he does it through recruiting, but also development. He does it through discipline. And he's got a Montana guy in his roster. He's got a Montana so guy in his roster. I'm still taking the Ducks in that one. No, no, i got Florida State. Dayton, BYU, I'm taking the Flyers to beat the Cougars there. Villanova-San Diego State. Now, this is such an interesting matchup as well. San Diego State, the number six team in the nation, they were undefeated through... I mean, 25 games or something like that before they finally lost their first game. Right. And uh, and I think that did they end up losing two games total. They did because they lost the Mountain West lost Championship middle. game on that Sam Merrill buzzer beater. Right. So, that's right, the Utah State. So, San Diego State, I do like them against Villanova. That's another, I mean, obviously great matchup. Oh, we'll move the Aztecs in there. SDSU. Yeah, I up. agree. I got Aztecs. Okay, but I'm still taking Dayton to beat them. In yep. the next round. So sure. I got Dayton in the final four. By the way, up above, we got Baylor, Baylor versus either Florida State or Oregon. I'm still taking Florida State. You already had them out of the first round. I got Florida State in the final four. Man, I'm rolling with, with Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, Oregon. Let me tell you something. Here's one thing I'm really happy about, that I don't have to actually visibly watch Oregon and Baylor play each other. I mean, talk about some egregious 
highlight yellow uniforms running around. Okay, the final quarter of this bracket, Creighton, Duke, and Louisville, Gonzaga. Creighton, 7, Duke, 10, and then Gonzaga's the 2, Louisville, the 15. I'm not even going to pick them. Gonzaga, the final four, that's what I got right there. I got Duke to the final four. No. My final four, I got Duke, San Diego State, Oregon, and Michigan State. Okay, who you got? I got Michigan State versus Duke in the championship. And? Michigan State wins. Oh, my goodness. Of course. Gonzaga, they go on to beat San Diego State. They're into the championship game. And Kansas, they go ahead and they beat Florida State. They're into the championship game. And Gonzaga, the two team, number two team in the country, gets their first natty. Do you, do you think that Gonzaga would have won the national championship this year out of the full 60-14 bracket? Who would you actually say was the favorite? I probably would have picked Gonzaga more because I think it's more fun to pick them and then track how they go. Um, I don't I don't know. This this was the tournament, right, where there was so much parity yes. in the regular season. I don't know how many different teams occupied the number one team in the nation. Eight? Ten? Right. I mean, it, it just kept changing every week. There was a new number one team in the nation. So this would have been such a fun tournament in that regard where there wasn't the three or four best teams in America. So if you're going to sit here and say, who do you got? I, I don't really have an answer for you. I mean, I think there's I think there's literally a dozen teams that could have won the whole thing. Won the whole thing. I, I totally agree. I think that just from what I've watched this year, I, I think that Kansas, Michigan State, Baylor, Oregon, Florida State, Dayton, San Diego State, Duke, Gonzaga. I think all those teams are teams, when I watched them, I thought, well, that team could win it. Yeah. And there's not a lot of difference between them either. That's the whole thing. So basically it would have come down to, to, to me, it would have come down to who's top veteran players because almost every single one of those teams has great veteran guards yeah. who got hot, right? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. That's the team that's going to go through. Two Tell the Waters, 1029 ESPN Radio. Want to say a quick thanks to Stockman's Bank for getting us down here to Boise. They've been uh, great about helping us out on this uh, tour, on this trip that obviously changed quite dramatically, just like it did for everybody in America. But uh, we still made it down here, got the shows done. We appreciate Stockman's Bank for helping us out with that. Take a quick break on the other side. We'll give you some updates from basketball that is actually being played. One of the last two states that's playing basketball, Montana State High School Action. We'll get to it right after this. You know, Coulter, the online world is complex, and it's even the more complex when you have a business that's online. And let's be honest, every business is online in this day and age. How nice would it be if you had a company that could help you make your business demands simpler and the approach easier to understand while also making it secure? One of the great books ever written, Eric Hoffer, The True Believer, one of the Theses in this book is Man of Ideas and Men of Action. Sometimes the men of ideas need men of action. We need help. We need help with all of the logistics of technology. Boy, do we. I got nothing but ideas, and I got no clue how to do any of this other stuff. So that's why you call our friends at Blackfoot. Blackfoot Communications are your men and women of action. When your business online needs help, needs security, and needs to, frankly, just stay functioning. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. Ensure that your company is online all the time. Get the people of action from Blackfoot Communications. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com business. 
the high schoolers of the state of Montana, that's who. Two-Tell Nuanas, happy to be back with you. Hey, if you missed anything in the show, check it out on the podcast. The podcast available wherever you get your podcast. You go see it all the time, listen all the time. It's available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel and Blackfoot Communications. We appreciate them for getting on with that thing uh, very much. Coulter, you take a look at around the state. State championships still going on. The Class A at the Metro, I saw a picture of that earlier. I bet there's, I bet there's two thousand people at the Metro watching the Class A tournament right now. And why wouldn't you? You know what I mean. At I, the bet end of the day. Be, I bet you there'll be twice that many of Browning and Harden playing the championship. Hey, that's 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 uh, that's what we're looking for, right? Exactly. Is that is that very thing? But Coulter, give us an update here. Where are we at as we stand right now in some of these state championship tournaments? Well, at the Class AA tournament uh, on the girls' side, I'll give you some updates from yesterday because those are the finals that are. Uh, official, obviously. Uh, Missoula Hellgate won in the opener against Great Falls CMR. This tournament being played at Brick Breeden Fieldhouse in Bozeman. Uh, and on the girls' side, Helena Capital. Uh, they're probably the favorites in this bracket. They beat Billing Skyview 54 44. Missoula Sentinel 36 33 over Bozeman. And Billings West 53 31. So your final four Class AA girls basketball Missoula Hellgate versus Helena Capital. I'll find a final for you once we finish giving these updates because that game did tip at 4 o'clock today, so it's final probably now. And then ongoing right now, Missoula Sentinel versus Billings West. And then on the boys' side of the Class AA tournament, Great Falls High beat Helena Capital in the first round in overtime. Billings Skyview beat Butte 53-41. Billings West beat Missoula Sentinel 44-39. And the Missoula Hellgate stayed undefeated by winning a rematch of last year's state championship game 65-42. In the semifinals now, we'll have a 6.30 tip between Great Falls High and Billings Skyview, and then an evening game between Billings West and Missoula Hellgate. That's an interesting matchup because that's probably the best team from the East versus the best team in the West, even though it's only the semis. So uh, it'll be interesting to see because that would be a good test for the Knights. And we were joking at dinner last night. Because there's really no basketball being played from coast to coast in America, you have to think that, Raleigh Wooster and famous left hand. Raleigh Wooster, Missoula Hellgate, and famous left hand at Harden are among, if not the two best basketball players in America right now that are playing basketball. <laughs> that are actually doing it? Yeah, you're probably right. By the way, speaking of famous left hand, Harden is in the Class A championship game. They beat Polson 73-41 in their first round game on Thursday. Then they beat uh, uh, Harden, uh, excuse me, they beat Park today, uh, this afternoon, 73-41, the exact same score, both games. Wow. How about that? Harden moving easily into the championship game. They will face the winner, which is a game that is ongoing right now between Butte Central and Browning. Browning won their uh, uh, opening game 83-59 over Laurel. Browning is the number one seed in the West. And maybe an upset, small upset, three seed beating the two seed. Butte Central beat Billing Central 51-46. So That's an upset because Billing Central is the defending state champion. Right, right. So uh, Butte Central and Browning uh, playing right now for the right to face Harden tomorrow. That game's scheduled for 6.30 uh, p.m. Uh, at, uh, at the Metra in, uh, in Billings. On the girls' side of things, Coulter, in the Class A level, we'll try and get this thing set up. I know that Harden has also a very good team uh, in the, uh, on the girls' side as well. They won uh, in their first round. Harden did. They beat Browning 64-38. They face, they face Park. Park, the fourth seed in the East, Beat Corvallis, the number one seed in the West, in the opening round. Tough loss for Corvallis, 51-48. So it's Park and Harden who are playing each other uh, later on tonight, and they will play the winner of Haver and Billing Central in the championship game on the girls' side. Billing Central, a 47-24 win 
over Dillon and Haver took down Hamilton 62-33. So uh, that's, there's still four teams alive. They'll be playing tonight after the boys get done. It's the boys first and then the girls uh, later on in, uh, in uh, Billings tonight. Missoula Loyola and the Class B girls side moves into the state championship game as well. So they continue their impressive season, their first year under former Grizz wide receiver Travis Walker. He's the head coach there now for the Loyola girls. That's Loyola. Uh, they will take on in the state championship game uh, the winner of Forsyth Big Timber, which should be wrapping up here pretty soon. Uh, in the state B for boys, Lodgegrass Rocky Boy and Fairfield Three Forks. Your final four. Yeah, three forks uh, uh, getting through as the two seed. They beat the two seed in the West, and then everything else went, well, fairly chalky, except for, this is worth noting, Rocky Boy beat R. Lee. R. Lee was the number one seed in the West, even though they had kind of an up-and-down year. They they won the tournament, the, the district tournament, to get that seed, but then they fall to Rocky Boy in the, uh, in the first round of the Class B tournament. So, tis that sort of, uh, tis the season, as it were, Coulter. So, there you go. Our uh, Farmers State Bank prep extra. Guys, this is your last chance. Farmers State Bank, go to farmersebank.com. Ten ten thousand dollars scholarships they're giving away. I mean, that's that's huge right there. They're giving them away to kids who are good students, who have incomes, you know, families there. They could obviously use some assistance for college. Go to farmersebank.com to find out more. Tremendous what they're doing with this thing. March fifteenth. Is the deadline? Is today the thirteenth? I'm so today lost. is the thirteenth. Okay, yeah. good. So, so Sunday you, is your deadline. So you got to get this thing in. So go to farmersebank.com and find out more. To date, Farmers State Bank has given over one point two million dollars to scholarships uh, of, of kids around Western Montana. So tremendous stuff that they're doing there with that. We appreciate them for doing it. So many people have asked us, what are we going to talk about for the next several weeks? And it'll be sort of a challenge, but we will definitely figure out something. But news in terms of out of Montana. Both Montana and Montana State have closed spring football, but they have not canceled it. It's just closed to the public and media members. So the teams will still keep practicing. It is spring break in Montana next week. Mm -hmm. So the campuses will be largely empty besides presumably probably the football teams. And then when they come back, it's going to be remote classes. So not a lot of people on campus, but we'll see. We'll keep you in the loop in terms of how the spring games play out. Those are both scheduled for uh, mid-February, or excuse me, mid-April. So we'll see. If the spring games still go, the Grizz have their spring games scheduled for in Hamilton. The Bobcats have theirs scheduled in Bozeman. I'm also interested to know what's going to happen for the pro days at both schools. You know, and if if because pro days across the country have been getting canceled for sure. There's yeah. been some recruiting regulations that have been handed down as well uh, over the last couple of days. Basketball recruiting closed until like April 15th. Or I think, something I like think that. it's the same with football as okay. well. So everybody's entering quiet periods. But the thing is that I just I imagine that most of these guys that are that just got their careers basically robbed from them because of this situation, they'll be around or at least be available. And so we're we're gonna have some. We'll make an effort. I'm gonna try to get Kendall Manuel, side Bridget, try to get those guys get some final thoughts from them, wrap up their Grizz careers on the show. Maybe Jared Sanderson as well, the three Grizz seniors, Carol Freyland, Ricketts at Montana State. Uh, it'd be awesome to talk to them one more time. And the Montana State women, too. I mean, Fallon Frigi was one of the yep. great interviews we had this year. We might just let her host the show for a week. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, you know. Yeah, That's, no let's doubt. Go. Yeah, it's, we're gonna, we're, our goal here over the next uh, several weeks is to, to line up a lot of interviews, and that's what uh, we're going to try and, and do. And, and like I said, not, not even so much for content, but because there's availability now, if, you, if you're looking for a silver lining for us and hopefully for you as a listener, we think that there's going to be a lot of people who 
aren't going to all of a sudden be available to talk that maybe wouldn't have been able to in you know in another instance. And so uh, that's uh, we'll we'll do it. But you know, at the end of the day, Coulter, we're hilarious. I mean, they're going to listen, right? No matter what's going on, we're going to sit here and then uh, you know break down pie charts of like basal area and the for National Forest Service. You know, we do that. Can't wait. <laughs> I want to hear all about the National Forest Service. You want. You know, I used to work for the for the for the United States Forest Service for a season. I did, and I went and I, I got a hotel in Vegas because uh, I was driving through on my way to to drop a truck off. And the gal at the desk, because you can get a you can get a rate. You know that if you're like a if you're a, a federal employee, you can get a better rate at the hotel. And she said, "Okay, well, who are you with?" I said, "Well, I'm with the the U.S. Forest Service." Looked at me like I was absolutely trying to get over on her. You know what I mean? Like steal a room. She's like, "I've never heard of." This. I don't know. There's a lot of trees out there. We got to keep track of them. Hey, man. They're in the desert. Of course, they don't know about the forest. We can see some people how next week. Tune in. Stay tuned. Boys and girls, have a great weekend. Thanks for being with us from Boise, Idaho. We'll be back with you from Missoula, Montana on Monday. Have a great weekend. Good night. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.